the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to Sports Day. I say that is pink, one of the best concerts I've certainly been to. Perhaps with Robbie Williams, the two highlights here. And uh, as we welcome Dan Menzel for Just Quality Home Improvement, one 736 736 That's the open line. Or text us on 0427154166. How are you, Dan? I'm well, Wilds. They've got the speakers on loud at Adelaide Oval tonight, don't they? It's just wow. come through here at SEN. Just down the road, there was plenty of people filing in as we're walking into the studio here tonight. Jeez, it was busy on the roads. There's plenty getting along tonight. That's on why really the car conditions. park was so full. Couldn't get a park tonight. Yep. Yeah. As really struggled. Exactly yeah. why. It's, I'm on the fourth floor rather than first. It's... That's- I mean, you you don't you'd rather it this than raining, but it's uh, a good thirty six, thirty seven degrees out there for everyone who's following in tonight for pink. But uh, it's been busy the pop world here in Australia. Taylor Swift recently in Melbourne and Sydney now pink here in Adelaide tonight. So what would you be? You go? You'd pick pink over Taylor? I think I would. More my demographic. I saw pink about oh eight or ten years ago in Adelaide. She's flying around the entertainment centre on a trapeze brilliant show yeah um she's been around for a long while i mean taylor swift as we said last week probably the most uh, well-known person in the world so you'd go pink i would go taylor sam our producer pink or taylor swift I've seen Pink, so I'd go Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I okay. reckon I was good there answer. that night at the entertainment. Yeah, it's it good was good one. Yeah, she was swinging around. Yeah. And, no, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Great answer. Well, I was swinging around today to the, the Crows, and um, they invited five or six of the media to a private session, if you like, with uh, Maddie Nix. Uh, John Olsen was there, uh, Tim Silvers, and also Adam Kelly. All the big guns. All the big guns were out. And it was really, really good to win in this little room and could ask whatever question you like, but... Just like last week, then when I went to Port Adelaide, I walked out feeling really confident about the Crows' chances. I know you've got them just outside your eight. So but you've moved them into the top eight off the back of me. Once you do your final three, yes. I will give you my top eight like before it. you go. Sure. Bumped into Taylor Walker, year number 17, looks as fit as a fiddle. Incredible. Dawson with him. And also Ben Keyes, talk about fitness. Keyes will run all day. He's Energizer Bunny. But um, really, really bullish. They're happy with their list. And I, I asked him the question about how many players on your list you have to bat down to if you lose people. And we thought about 28. If you've got 28, they can walk into a side and not miss too much. And then it will fall away after that. But three years ago, Crows played guys that wouldn't have got a game anywhere. Probably got a lot, a lot of guys with gifted games. But now, and, and you might make the point, well, most teams are in that position you know, around one. I don't think West Coast are and a few of the bottom sides. But... Crows are looking very healthy. Butts will play this week. Saligo will probably play this week. And Wayne Miller will probably play this week Massive. too. So they're not missing too many. Murray is Murray's out. missing, obviously, with that ACL. So he is, he is a key defender that they will miss, and that's their weakness in the team, no doubt. Uh, but you're right. It's nice that they've got that health there. And 28, it's a good number because it, it's your 22 and you've got six extra. So effectively, you've got two extra mids, two extra forwards, two extra backs, which you're going to need throughout the season. So list profile-wise, touched on that, and they're happy with their list profile. I still think they're a year or two away from contending as such. I think they're absolutely in their top eight conversation this year. But again, 
again, I, I like where the list is out. I think it's going to be better in a couple of years. Did you ask about the leadership group of eight this yeah, season? Yeah, Bloody actually asked that question. Okay. He, he thought it was too many. And they answered it pretty well, really. The players actually voted. And if they had any leadership aspirations, they had to put their hand up. Uh, say, well, this was all in, in-house. And the, every player nominated five others. Not in order, not a pecking order. Yep, five other five players. Others. And they, they got it. Um, and they've got, you know, from anyone from... From Murphy uh, through to Jordan Dawson, that they've got everyone covered, all the groups covered, and you got the main four on on the match day. But um, a lot of people wanted to put up their hand. Fogarty, obviously, another one in there at the moment, and it, it does make a bit of sense. You think H a lot, and then I think one of the answers they gave us: Well, Brisbane finished when they kick a winning grand final. They got eleven. Yep, eleven. Um, that's a fair point. Doesn't make it right or wrong, but that's what they want to do. They said the environment down there at the moment. They mentioned um, a player Ned McHenry perhaps wasn't a couple of years ago. People didn't really understand him. He's you know he's really hyperactive, like ADHD. He's a wonderful, wonderful lad. Now he's probably the most popular yep. guy down there because he, he realizes his role. He's a selfless sort of player, and they got a few like that. So is um, Lockie Murphy, who's on the leadership group as we spoke. The big one that came out of it was um, the form of or the preseason form of Phil Thorpe. They he's been. Unbelievable! They said the backmen don't want to stand him. He's just almost grown up overnight, so it's going to be interesting. You saw him in the trial last week, took a couple of big marks, and I think Aaliyah had a bit of trouble with him, so too Radagalia. So he's going to be the the big one. The forward line, the, the, they've got forwards coming out everywhere. Peddler's the other one they think will be a star down the track. Really? And Peddler's, they, they like him to do a bit of a power pepper, a bulldozer, but... He's also got that left leg, that potent left leg as well. He, so, do, he does. It's interesting because we, we spoke about it last week. Yeah, best players under the age of 24 at each of the clubs, Adelaide and Port Adelaide. And uh, yeah, Peddler's one that he's 21 years of age now. We mentioned Rankin, Rochelle, Michelini, Philthorpe, and Curtin, probably all ahead of him. But uh, that's good to know that they do see big things for Luke Peddler. And look, they have every reason to be confident off the back of. They should have played finals last year. They didn't, but they've definitely been heading in the right direction the last couple of years. And uh, their CEO, Tim Silvers, spoke about what they're expecting for this season. Yeah, look, for us, finals are now on the agenda. We believe we've been building. We, we, it was a, an aggressive rebuild by our footy club. Like we, we, we cut really hard. We made some tough decisions, and we've been able to stick to that plan for, for a long period of time. We felt we were really close to finals last year, and we could have been a a goal kick or so, or so away. So we feel like we're doing a lot of the right things. And, um, yeah, we feel like this is the year that we want to really challenge for finals and um, put, a, put a bit of a stake in, it, in the ground. Yeah, they made the point on that. I think 32 players got traded to other clubs and the Crows looked at them, but mo- I think 28 of those 32 had played a, a fair chunk of reserves. Yeah. And so have Port Adelaide recruits have all played reserves, but they didn't want any of that. They want to be selective in the position they need now that will be a, a dominant player, whether that be getting another a Dawson or Rankin, as well as your drafting. Yeah, without a doubt. That top-end talent, which they've been able to bring in over the last few seasons, has made a huge difference and probably just um, fast-tracked that development of their team a little bit as well, and that's why they're certainly in contention to make the eight this year. Did you ask about, or now that you went through both Port Adelaide and Adelaide's facilities, how do you compare the two? Oh. And did Theberton come up today? Uh, Theberton did come up. John Olsen was there and spoke very well. I think very frustrated, frustrated John Olsen and rightly, slow, uh, rightly so. There's a few, perhaps, 
you know, agitators, very small group out there. And every time you have a couple of ticks, you get across. You know, it's been a long process. I think without giving too much away, they're hope, hoping to turn the first sod of dirt over around June, July. And they're getting all the building applications there. When you see what's down at Adelaide at the moment compared to Port Adelaide, yep. it is it's that, embarrassing. But that that's my, what that's what it is. That was my question. So they they need going through their facilities. Oh. They ne- it's oh. obvious they need to make the move. It's horrible. Yep. I mean, it's it's outdated. Port Adelaide got the state of the art, but the Crows, I think, players and staff, and all people the club have had input. It's going to be a little bit different. Just the copying, say, the West Coast Eagles or Collingwood's. Or, or Port Adelaide's, they've all had a bit of input and in what they think they need. It's going to be interesting. Look, I hope they can get it over the line sooner rather than later. It costs a lot of money. They spoke about reserves competition too, um, or whether whether they'll go like, I mean, Port Adelaide have been very clear. Yep. They wanted to leave, haven't they? With the, They have. Whereas the Crows, I think they've got another four years under their contract. Well, Graham Gooding spoke to us and said that they actually pay to be in the competition, and so they five hundred thousand a year. Yes, and so they are definitely locked in for at least the next two years, and they see it going that way. Whereas Port Adelaide again going in the other direction by the seams. So the Crows will be a part of the sample for the next two years, and and then we'll see what happens there. But uh, yeah, interesting dynamic and in how it is different to the power. Hey, do you think that? I don't think it'll probably make much of a difference. But as a player, if you're coming from interstate, do you think that the Crows being based at Theberton rather than West Lakes is better as a recruiting tool in terms of living-wise, in terms of selling point, in terms of what's oh, around you? So that's probably another thing that's underrated, I think, in I terms think of their recruiting. Make great point. I think that's one of the, the sales pitch. If, if Dan Mentor wants to come to Adelaide yep. next year, hey, we're building the state-of-the-art facility, the newest one you know, in the league. Yep. But what's down there? It's an eyesore. <laughs> so, it's, around, it's surrounded by old, you know, or new units. I so, didn't like it. So currently, if the Crows are trying to recruit players, they're going, hey, we'll take you out of the Brossa. We'll take you up to the Adelaide yeah. Hills. Open we'll a Grange. Take, yeah, we won't take you down to West Lakes. So. No. No, we'll take you everywhere but West Lakes. <laughs> That's a fairly hot topic, too, thanks to Nutrient X Solutions. Uh, going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. But having seen both and having spoken to, you know, Ken Hinckley now and Matty Nix, I... I think Port and the Crows are going to be very, very similar in position. They're not going to be down the bottom yep. of the ladder. Yep. It's, it's, it's probably more of a how far they can go up to the top of the ladder. Which with, team will, will make the most progress? Without a doubt. I completely agree with that. They're going to be very much... We, we said this last week. They're going to, it's going to be line ball as to who finishes higher. And speaking of which, Wills, the AFL preseason is officially underway with Collingwood and Richmond playing tonight at Icon Park. So the players are just moving to position. So we know the match simulation has been held, but that wasn't necessarily official. Whereas these games are official. There will be stats. There will be everything. And teams are going to play close to their best 22 as well. So Collingwood and Richmond to kick off the AFL preseason, which is about to get underway in about 30 seconds. Yeah, only going to use about, about the most 24 players, I think, to try and yep. make it as quick, uh, as similar as you can to round one. So... Very good, that. That's our opinions that inspire. I hope it inspired you. Thanks to Kia, the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's largest SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer. The game's just gotten away between Richmond and Collingwood. Uh, big night tonight. We've got true or false, as you said, all for the Kia Sorento. It's the largest SUV going around, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Jared Schofield, of course, Port Adelaide Premiership player, now assistant coach for the West Coast Eagles. He'll join us. Looking forward to speaking to Jared. For Lumo Energy, Australian-owned and supporting communities, think Lumo Energy today for a bright essay. 
AFL ladder predictions getting the pointy, and now this is Dan Menzel's little baby for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And your calls and texts on the Just Quality Home Improvement open lines, 1300 736 736. The new refined seven seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Welcome back to Sports Day. SA Demenzel and David Wildey. Uh, true or false coming up shortly for tyre power. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Tyre power. Been with SEN for a long, long while. And the number on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line 1300 736 736. Still to come, Jared Schofer will join us too. And uh, I looked at his playing record, Dan. Three premierships to play with Subiaco. One with Port. Yep. And coach three. For Subiaco as well, yeah. six premierships. Good, Subiaco. That's inc- he would almost be the like in terms of Hall of Fame. He's almost at the top at Subiaco with six premierships. He would three be as a coach, three as a player. I didn't realise he left Port straight after that premiership. I know. I, I went to Frio. I, I thought it was a, yeah, a couple of years later. But you're right; it was instantaneous. You got a score there in the Collingwood Richmond game. Yeah, it's interesting. Again, you can't read too much into preseason games, but Richmond peppering here six inside fifties to two. One goal, three ninth, and. Collingwood yet to score. Good start for the Tigers. All right, let's start a bit of uh, true or false too for tyre power. Now, you've been doing the predictions. We'll do that again tonight too. Looking forward to your, your next three. But out of all the teams you've done so far, true or false, the Bulldogs have been the hardest team to predict where they'll finish for season 2024. Uh, yes, that's true. I think the Bulldogs, probably St Kilda to be honest. I, I liked what St Kilda did last week in there match simulation, so I might be a bit low on them. But yeah, I think the Bulldogs are as hard as any. That's true. Uh, Wilds, your team would rather play in round zero than wait until round one to play their first game. Yeah, I'd say that's a definite. You'd rather play the first week. Uh, speaking to Matthew Nix today, he said the players are sick and tired of playing against each other. Feels like they've been doing that for months. That's why it was so good to play against Port last week. But that was more of a a bit, a bit above an internal trial. But this week will be obviously a lot more. So yeah, and I think we spoke about it during the break too. If you get a win early, it can really sort of slingshot you rather than losing then and you lose your second one. You feel like you're way beyond the eight ball. Without a doubt. You can make the adjustments. Even if you lose round zero, make the adjustments heading into round one, whereas a team heading into round one that hasn't played doesn't know what's necessarily going to go wrong and how they'll go. True or false, Steve Smith, and we saw Mitchell Johnson have a crack at him again, should uh, just stick to test cricket and maybe 50 over and... Just forget about T20. Let the younger, big hitters have a crack there. That is absolutely true. Yes. Steve Smith, get back to your best form in Test cricket in particular. And if that translates into the ODI game as well, great. But he should be the put away the T20 format. He's too good a Test player to continue trying to make every single team. And the only, the only place he can play in a T20 is open. Yeah, and he's not going to get picked no. by the look. So it's, yeah, I'd definitely focus on the red ball if I'm Steve Smith. Uh, Wilds on the cricket. We'll stay with that. Australia will win the two test series in New Zealand. They win it 2 0. Yeah, I, I reckon that's a reasonable bet. I know I'm at 2 0. There may be a draw. The pitches are generally um, batsman friendly over there, a lot slower. But I just look at man to man, pound for pound. The Australian cricket team is so much more talent than New Zealand. They bat above their weight, and I, I really admire the Kiwis. They've been outstanding in all sports when the. I think their population's only about four mil. Yeah, no, no, they are. They bat above 
in, I mean, how good are they in rugby union? The yeah, All Blacks, well, but... Well, put it this way, I don't think they will win the series. At best, it might be 1-0, but yeah, I think 2-0 is a fair result there. Um, one for you. We talk about this a little bit off topic here, but I watched two out of the three. I taped one and watched the other, and we're talking Australian Idol, that's Channel 7, Married at First Sight, Channel 9, and Survivor, I think it's Channel 10. I know you, you're a Survivor fan, but we, what's your ranking order in those three? Uh, Survivor 1. Married at First Sight 2 by a mile, and then I just I can't do Australian Idol, if I'm you honest. You can't? No. You're not a big singing, singing not dance man? Not necessarily that. I just think that everyone's got a sob story, so that's... That's true. That's probably... Mind you, on maths, they have two Married at First Sight and yeah, probably Survivor. It's a different... No, nah, they're different stories. They, they, The producers are happy to have a crack at people on Married at First Sight, and even in a way, Survivor... I just think that I want to hear people's voices on Australian Idol, not necessarily their backstory, and I think everyone seems to have one. That's my opinion. Malcolm not Blight, everyone will agree with that. Sam and I have been trying to get him to watch Married at First Sight for years. Does won't even give me the time of day to watch one show. Would he watch Survivor? Uh, maybe. Blighty's a Survivor. He's been uh, he's been going for a while himself, but uh, I like all I like all three, but I can't get Survivor in because I can only watch yes. tape one and yes. Watch the other okay, one. so while we're on that, then Maths this year is one of their best seasons yet. No, I reckon you know what? I reckon it's getting too predictable. Yeah, I don't mind that. Next year I probably won't watch it. Yeah, I'll go to Survivor. Yeah, I'll change. I'm easy. <laughs> I like easy. It. Uh, who's it? Turn yours. Uh, I'll go again. Uh, Wilds Live Golf in Adelaide will be even better. The second year round, um, it's pretty good in the inaugural John, version. John, John Rum's going to be playing in a, a few more. Of the Tyrrell Hatton's joined. There's a few more. Of the uh, you know top hundred or top twenty, if you like, in the in the world. But I think the first one is often hard to beat because yep. you don't know what to expect. Yeah, and that hole, the you know the par three hole where they're all throwing their beer beer cans and cups down on the onto the players up there to shot. We know what to expect now. So I don't know, and I, I think the charges. We should get someone from uh, from the Grange Golf Club and see what the price. I think the charges have gone up quite dramatically to to go there, which I think is sort of wrong. You know, yep. we we came out in in force last year and really supported the Grange Golf Club oh, and lived. Yep. But you don't want to no. kill the goose that laid the golden egg. I think you'd be a bit careful there. Yep. And yeah, but it was great. We, I mean, I was a meet away from Phil Mickelson, Sergio <laughs> Garcia. Yeah. Two of my idols been watching golf for years, and that was great. Was you, you know, probably can't get the masters get that close to them, but um, yeah, live, live. Will it be better? I think it'd be probably just as good, but not better. Yeah, I agree. Okay, last one for you, Dan Curtin. You've been talking about he's crows. He's one ninety seven centimeters. A big boy, plays in our back or key defender. He's going to play more than twelve games for Adelaide this year, season one. It's not easy, is it? No, it's not. I think that is true. I think he's a chance to start early and a couple of injuries and potentially not winning, he will play throughout the season. Good call. Coming up in the show, AFL ladder predictions. I'm looking forward to this. Toolkit Depot, members get trade pricing. Sign up today. What, what is it tonight? Is it for... Sixth, fifth and fourth tonight. Let's get those mixed up. Jared Schofield. At around 6.40, will join us for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And quality home improvements, that's the number, one 736 736 Richmond, how's that? Seven scoring shots to one. Currently one six twelve. Collingwood a point at 10 minutes into the first quarter. Game on.
The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Sports Day SA, Dan Menzel and David Wildey, Jared Schofield, not far away. Thanks to Mate, $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. But we're going to go straight to the AFL ladder prediction for Toolkit Depot. Become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. Dan, you put a fair bit of effort in this, but um, we're going to play a grab here, Sam. Well, that's the thing about, that's what I like about, yeah, that's the thing about. The thing about football. We wonder how Pink would go singing that, oh, or Taylor Swift. What a great song. We can't Nail leave it. that out, can we? Nail it. What do you got for us? So, as mentioned, we have been doing our AFL predictions on my AFL predictions over the last week. So, if you want to hear where I had, I had Adelaide at ninth. I had Port Adelaide at 7th. Gold Coast in the 8th. If you want to hear why, then you can get it on the SEN app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, give us some feedback as well. Text in on 0427 154 Do you agree with my selections? I'm going to go 6th, 5th, and 4th tonight. Taylor Walker said to me, did Dan Menzel really have Crows at number 9? I said, well, yeah, he couldn't fit you in, Taylor. Well, knock Jeez, off, did he look fit? Knock off Gold Coast uh, in round 1. We and might change. We might change. But uh, <laughs> in 6th position, I've gone with Melbourne. In 5th position, I've gone with the Sydney Swans. And in 4th position, I've gone the GWS Giants. So let's start with 6th position, the Melbourne Demons. <laughs> The Demons I have in sixth position, Woods, I think this is a team that you either have them in the top four because you really believe in their core or you have them missing the eight. And I think it's a, they're a really polarising team and side going into this season. I must admit, I, they're a hard one for me. I, they've been up for a long while. They've had issues. Joel Smith with the, the drug saga. Clayton Oliver's had issues off-field. Brayshaw just retired with concussion. Grundy's gone away. Jordan's gone away. I tell you what, if they can finish top four again... Uh, Simon Goodwin is a master coach because I don't think their personnel is as good this year as it was last year, but they've still got a lot of talent, particularly down the spine. They do have a lot of talent down the spine, but the reason why I'm pretty bullish on the Demons, you mentioned maybe it's not as good as last year. Clayton Oliver missed 10 games last season. Now, it's a big if, but if he's fit, come round one and he's good to go or come round zero, then that's massive. Bailey Fritch missed eight games last year. Bailey Fritch is one of the most underrated players in the AFL. When he went out of that forward line, they just did not function at all. Cozzy Pickett was worse with Bailey Fritch out of the side as well. And the other one is Brody Grundy and Max Gorn, don't forget, shared the ruck duties until towards the end of last season. It did not work. It didn't work with them in the forward line. It threw them out completely. When Grundy went out and Gorn went number one ruck, he was unbelievable for a couple of weeks. Petty came in, kicked goals. Van Royan was better. They put Petrarca forward who hit the scoreboard. So I just think their mix of their team last year was not right. And they can get it right this season. They'll be a much better side. And look, defensively, they are still stacked. they got Stephen May back there. They've got Lever back there. They've got some mature bodies as well. So... 
I quite like if they can get those guys at their best, then they're going to be a good team. While they might struggle, it's, again, that reliance on Oliver Petrarca and Gorn. If Gorn gets injured, then, yeah, look, there's some concerns there. The other point is 16 of their best 25 players are 27 years of age or over. So do they have the same speed to be able to match the fast teams in St. Kilda and the Bulldogs and those guys that can get to the outside, maybe even Fremantle? So I've got the Demons in sixth position. Interesting. Okay, look, can't go against it. They've been a good side for a long while. Who's in number five? In fifth position, we've got my former club, the Sydney Swans. The Sydney Swans in fifth position. Why they will finish in the top five or even higher this year. For mine, it is a bounce-back year for the Swans. Off the back of that shell shock grand final loss. It's always hard, Wills, and we've seen it traditionally. When a team gets beaten by more than five goals in a grand final and, and over 10 goals, it is really difficult psychologically to bounce back next year. And they struggled at the start of last season. They came good towards the end of the year, but it was a challenge. The other reason is a massive core of their playing group is under the age of 26, which means they're just another year older. These guys that played in the grand final only a year, just over a year ago in Errol Gordon, Nick Blakey, Chad Warner, Tom McCartan, Roe Bottom are just getting better and yep. better with age. And I really like uh, Logan McDonald and his ascension. I think he's going to get better and better over the next couple of years. The young midfielders star started with Grundy there now as well. They've got Chad Warner and Errol Gordon. So I, I quite like the Swans. They might struggle. They've got a tough draw. They don't have any free hits in there twice. And what I mean by that is they don't play one of West Coast, North Melbourne, Hawthorne, or Richmond twice, which is not ideal. They play the Crows, Collingwood, Essendon, not great, Fremantle, GWS, and Bulldogs twice. That's a tough run. Yeah, no, Mc- uh, no Park. He'll be out. Just broken his arm for a few weeks here. Callum Mills will be out for a while too. They've lost Franklin and Paddy McCartan retiring with the concussion. So I, I, I do like their, their youth. I mean, Goulden is an outstanding player. Warner. Warner played a, a wonderful grand final, didn't he, against Geelong when, when most couldn't get a kick. So he's a, he's a star. The other point on Warner, in the match sim last week, he was arguably the best player on the ground. Now, he had a good year last year, but Gordon went past him. He got almost forgotten about. I feel like he's going to be back to that level again from and, that grand final. And Blakey. Nick Blakey, the way he breaks lines as well. Isaac Heaney as well. Tom Papley. they got a lot of guys that still aren't that old. So I think Sydney will be very good. In fourth position, I have the GWS Giants. Wasn't this a team that the general public just piled onto last year, Wilds? Everyone wanted to see the fairy tale story of the Giants go all the way, and they nearly did. They lost to the Magpies by one point in the preliminary final. They could have won the whole thing. I mean, Toby Green... Kick the ball across the face of goal, kicks yes. a point or whatever. It could be a draw or extra time, but wasn't a B. But they're a wonderful side. I, I think without injury, they're going to be right up there. I, 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 they're in my top three, but you've got them in your top four. I do, and a reason being is two-thirds of their team is now in the sweet spot when it comes to experience-wise. They are far more experienced than what people probably realise. Two-thirds of the team have played between 60 and 200 games. Now, that is mature, and that is mature-age players, which has not been the case with GWS in the past. That's your list profile that can win a premiership. They finished the year so well last year. I also think another preseason under Adam Kingsley's game plan, which took them a little while to implement last year, means that they're going to be rolling again this season. 
I think that this year, my Brownlow medal pick, I've got two guys tying it this season. I really like Errol Gordon Ooh. from Sydney. And the other one, which is why I'm big on the Giants, is Tom Green. I think Tom Green's going to be amazing this year. He finished the year so well last season that I think umpires will now notice him a little bit more and he'll be able to get votes. While they could struggle, well, most of their group, unlike previous seasons, stayed on the park. Uh, they haven't always been the most reliable health-wise yep. with whether it be Jesse Hogan, Toby Green, um, Lockie Whitfield, Kelly. A lot of their best players have missed games. Their Ruckman have, have traditionally missed games in the past. So... If they can stay healthy, I think they'd be very good. Last year, they barely missed a game. So that is massive for them. I'm really looking forward to seeing the emergence of Aaron Cadman, the number one pick from a couple of years ago. He kicked four goals in match him. Jesse Hogan also kicked four goals. So their forward line looks like it could be ready to take that next step this year. We know that Toby Green kicked 66 last season. I have them finishing in fourth And position. their big ruckman was outstanding, wasn't he, last year? It's a really good call. Kieran Briggs oh. came on absolutely from nowhere, a real bolter. And so you'd feel like another other preseason of him just working in that center square with that midfield group, which again is star studded. Josh Kelly, Tom Green, Stephen Coniglio, Lockie Whitfield, Callum Ward still there. That, Ash. Ash, there's so many. And Toby Green pinchants in there. That their midfield could lay claim to being the best midfield in the competition. I think you're right. You make a good call there. Um nutrient <coughs> excuse me, nutrient egg solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Hey, coming up shortly, Jared Schofield. It's going to be tough for the West Coast Eagles, though, Dan, I would think. Um, you had them bottom, and I think most people would have. It is a complete rebuild. It is a complete rebuild. I'm looking forward to asking you about their list demographic with where it's at. They have a, they have 25 players that haven't played 50 games on their list. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Jared about that. And I guess what the goal is for West Coast this year, because they would know internally that finals is going to be tough. I think they're going to have to start from scratch and get the kids in. Uh, we saw Jimby last year was pretty good. We saw Hewitt uh, also very good. But uh, let's go to their coach too. When you look at Jared Schofield, who's here in Adelaide for quite a while, wonderful player for Port Adelaide, assistant coach. He, he's played over 200 AFL games. I think I read too, three coaching uh, premierships, Subiaco, three times premiership player. Jared, welcome. It's not a bad uh, CV. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, not too bad when you've got a good squad. <laughs> yeah, Subiaco, you played three there too, did you, as a player? Yeah, yeah, after um, after my career ended at AFL, um, yeah, I went back to the grassroots where I came through as a junior and uh, was fortunate enough to be part of a pretty successful side there for three years. Talking about the West Coast, it's going to be, a, you know, you think a fairly slow rebuild. You've a big turnover of players, um, a lot of your senior players are gone. You look at Bungahern, Luke Shuey, just to name a couple, Nick Natanui uh, in recent years. Um, where, do you, where do you start from, Jared? It, it's not easy. I know the Crows four years ago started from scratch. They got rid of all their the senior players and uh, and started with the kids. But how, how do you start the rebuild? Oh, well, obviously, turning over your list, I think we, we talked about it this morning. We've, um, I think, 18 players in the last couple of years uh, that have been turned over on our list. Um, we've got, uh, I think, 20, under 22. Um, so it's a big, big uh, sort of, I suppose, age demographic discretion in terms of our old and our young, but that's the position we're in. Um, we've got to make sure that we live in the present and understand that we are in that sort of rebuild uh, space. 
and um, we've got to be patient. Um, but and obviously keep entering into the draft and keep performing. And I think um, what we've done this pre-season has given us some evidence that we're on the right path. Um, but a, a rebuild, you know, um, really started you know sort of halfway last year and um, been able to expose our younger players yeah. to AFL, getting games into them, and obviously getting some pre-season work into them. So, Jared, you mentioned that the youth there, 25 guys on the list have not played 50 games, which is yeah. unlike any other team in the competition. So, on that, internally, you obviously know where you're at in terms of that rebuild. What is the goal then for this season as a footy club? Well, definitely want to be competitive. Um, last year, we had some, uh, obviously, some big losses, which does dent your confidence and, you know, um, obviously makes you uh, have a very, very close look at what you're doing. And uh, we've really sort of dug deep as to where we need to go with the with the um, program, um, what we, the changes we've made, the players we've brought in. Um, but we've got to make sure that, uh, that we live in the present. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting and unique situation we're in because we don't probably at the moment have the middle core part of our list. We've got some really young players, as, as you just mentioned, but also we've got some really experienced players. We've still got six All-Australians on our list yeah. and we've got to make sure that we uh, tap into those guys for their experience and how they can teach our young players and try and fast-track them as much as we can. Yeah, but the last two or three years, West Coast injury list has been horrible. I know you can, get, you can be unlucky, collision industry, uh, injuries, also soft tissue. When you say you looked at the performance, uh, have you had to rejig much? Because you had an amazing list of injuries, and, and we're talking about some players missing, you know, eight, ten weeks. Yeah, look, it's one of them things. Um, when the footy gods are against you, they can be against you. And, and look, we... Yeah, we're, 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 we're looking forward. We don't want to be sort of living in the past, but I suppose the reality was is that we didn't have a healthy list through COVID, through some unlucky injuries, um, and they were two senior players. So when you're trying to um, get in that rebuild with your experienced players and they're not on the park, um, through some unluckiness and also through just through wear and tear of their career, um, it is challenging. Um, but we've had a really good pre-season um, with those players. And we've had some of our most experienced players literally do nearly every minute of pre-season, which is fantastic, which holds them in good stead. Um, as you know, when you do pre-season for, for the season that's coming. Um, so, yeah, look, it's, we try not to reflect on the past. It is what it is, um, but we're, um, we're very positive and bullish about um, the program we've put in place this, um, this pre-season to set them up for this year. So I just want to ask you about a couple of those senior players that I think the, the whole footy world is very interested and intrigued about because we're on the, when they're on the park, you're a much better team. First and foremost, Elliot Yo, How is he progressing? How's his pre-season been? Again, everyone knows he could be one of the best players in the competition if he can just stay fit and healthy. Yeah, when, when obviously the way he's trained pre-season, you know, he's, he's one of those players I was alluding to where he's done a large volume of the of the training. Um, he did some work in the off-season. He really invested himself through the uh, guidance of um, our uh, medical team. Um, him and um, Jeremy Governor went over overseas and uh, sourced out some uh, extensive training um, uh, habits, or not habits, but I suppose programs to implement back into our system. And um, he's bearing the fruits of it now, um, is Joey. And we, you know, I said uh, on an interview just a couple of uh, days ago that we've got him to the start line and that's him being prepared and best shape possible to uh, have a good year and, and um, not looking at playing half a season. We're obviously looking at Elliot to play uh, 20 games, if not more, you know. So um, we're, we're, we're bullish about what he's done in the, in the pre-season, obviously, and the off-season. And, um, yeah, he's, he's had a very good um, showing in that space. And, uh, yeah, look, I suppose when you're watching him in match play um, and even on the weekend, what he brings 
to our team in and around the ball, around stoppage and contests. We definitely miss that, and um, he's going to very um, he's going to be very much uh, obviously an, an added addition to our midfield. That's going to help the young fellas um, obviously uh, jump on board with him. And so the other one I was going to ask about, you mentioned him in there, is Jeremy McGovern. Are we expected to see him fit, firing, ready to go for season twenty twenty four? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he was a little bit sore last week, so we uh, didn't want to take any risks. Uh, but all things going well, he gets through training tomorrow um, in our main session. He'll be right to um, play against uh, Adelaide. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's ready to go. He's another one that's done 100 minutes. So he's, um, he's done every minute of our match play this preseason. Wow. He hadn't done that over the last couple of years. So once again, we've got him to the start line. He's had a fantastic preseason. He's in good shape. So we're uh, looking forward to him playing, having a big part on our season. Jared Scope with our guest. Jared Adam Simpson, I must admit, I was surprised that he wanted to, you know, go with the rebuild. It's going to take a while for West Coast to, like any side coming from the bottom. Has he got the fire back in the, the belly? I mean, he had so many injuries last week. We watched him on the bench. He looked just so exasperated and out of ideas, as you would be with only half your side. But how's Adam been over the preseason? Oh, look, um, I don't think Simo's um, uh, lost his uh, fire in the belly one little bit since the time I've been here. Yes, it's been challenging, and um, I take my hat off him because, obviously, he leads the club. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, the face of the club, and um, he's had to sort of shoulder a lot. But, look, he's um, he's been fantastic in how he's been able to galvanise the group and stay really positive, and he's set out a clear picture as to what we're chasing um, in the in the preseason, but also this season, and um, yeah, he definitely hadn't lost the fire in the belly. If anything, it made it uh, burn even more because um, obviously he's very proud and he's had success at his football club, and he wants to make sure that we uh, get back to where we belong. That's the home finals football. Yeah, the media can be brutal. You you've played in Adelaide, two two team town with Adelaide and Port Adelaide, and same over there, West Coast and Freo. When things are going bad, they can turn on you quickly. Oh, supporters are passionate. Um, they want they want to see their team doing well. Um, but yeah, there's been um, obviously trying circumstances. But the one thing that um, with Simo and the support of all the coaches is that we know the direction we're going. We stay resilient within the four walls. We're very connected as, as a football club. Um, we've great support from uh, our CEO and our board. So we're, we're a very connected um, football club. Um, and that's been able to get us through these tough times. And we're um, looking at that. There's always been light at the end of the tunnel for us. And um, on the back of our preseason, um, we feel like we've set our guys up in the right way, what comes to it when the wins are lost board, um, only time will tell. But for us, it's about the development and growth of the playing group to um, give us some sustainability moving forward um, to the future, which is what our fans and supporters and our members want to see. Now, Jared, we've added, waited eight minutes to ask about him. How many times a day do you get asked about Harley Reid? Uh, you're the hundred today. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, not too often. Obviously, um, there's a lot of hype around um, Harley, you know, he's been number one draft pick. I think, um, you know, like anyone, number one draft pick, uh, there's a lot of hype. But uh, I've been super impressed with Harley, um, with how he's handled it, how humbled he is, um, and how he just loves being around the players and the, and the playing group and the coaches and being in WA. He, he just loves being at the footy club and just loves to play football. So um, it was great for him last last week to be able to um, get out and play against Frio. Um, obviously, 
probably, probably maybe put a little bit of pressure on himself because he always wants these has high expectations on himself. But we're allowing him just to express himself and just be Harley. But um, yeah, look, there's a lot of chatter around him. Um, hence why well, we're commenting on him now. <laughs> without yeah. without a doubt, there, there's plenty of chat on him. I think one of the points that fans want to see and love to see, I'll look at North Melbourne as an example with Wardlaw and Sheasel last year, and it's almost the number one reason North Melbourne fans went to games. Harley Reid, but I, I wanted to as much ask about Ruben Jinby, Campbell Chesser, these sort of guys. Hewitt. Are they Hewitt? Are they ready to go? And will they? How much midfield time do you think they'll get, or will it be a bit of a split between them all? Yeah, well, both those boys uh, will play in the midfield. Um, they've been playing a bit of inside and outside, um, so inside on ball and sort of setting some time on the wing because um, they're just powerful athletes. You know, yep. They're um, these are young men that come through uh, the uh, junior programs and uh, um, state programs. They're just so well prepared coming to AFL. And so their running profile is to be able to play inside and outside. And so they've got speed and power. Um, and um, Campbell Chesser, look, he um, didn't play a lot of footy in the COVID time and COVID hit Melbourne. Um, then he had an ankle injury. He's been able to get a full pre-season in. Uh, he played some footy last year and He's better for that. And, um, yeah, look, he, he'll definitely be uh, thereabouts for, for our side, um, as we saw last week. But, unfortunately, Ruben Jimmy won't play this week. Um, he got, obviously, uh, a bit of a hit to the head. So he's in, a, he's in the concussion protocols for this week. But he'll be right for round one. Um, but, yeah, like, for them, Ruben Jimmy's probably a guy that you would look at and go, well, he's been five years in a program and he's only <laughs> second year in. Uh, so those guys are really learning and they're coming on nicely for us. Um, but what they bring is the uh, the real sort of speed and power and their aggressiveness around the ball, which is what we're looking for. Jared, as a commentator, observer of footy, you love watching good players. Oscar Allen in a trying year was brilliant last year. Had to compete against two or three of the best defenders all the time. Eagles didn't kick a lot of goals, but um, he's been rewarded with, as a, a dual captain. But hopefully he can stay fit because he had a great year last year. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you yeah, know, hence why he uh, was picked as a dual captain. Yeah, he, uh, he he's mixed with uh, Liam Duggan. Um, they work really well together. Um, he has high standards, um, does Oscar, in terms of how he trains. And he's, he's a really competitive beast in terms of how he goes about his training. But he carries that into, um, obviously, the games. But he demands of his teammates in such a way that they want to jump on his back and support him. So, yeah, look, we're hoping that Oscar can stay fit and healthy. Um, last year, it was a real worry for us. You know, probably if we uh, had a healthier list, we probably would have um, uh, put him into surgery uh, probably halfway through the year uh, because he was carrying um, an injury that you probably normally would if you were healthier. So, look, that resilience that he's been able to obviously uh, build on uh, will hold him in good stead for this year. Last one before we let you go, Jared. Matt Flynn, the news there is disappointing with his injury. Does it mean that come round one, it looks like Bailey Williams will be the number one ruck for you guys? Yeah, well, yeah. Look, obviously, it's unfortunate about Flynn. Like he's been sensational since he walked into the club. Uh, not just the character of the, of the man, but also what he's brought in terms of um, his intel and um, footy IQ. And he's been able to sort of really grow his leadership amongst the midfield group. So we've been super impressed to have him. It's unfortunate for him, which is one of those freak injuries. Um, but look, we'll, we'll look forward to when he comes back. But at the same time, there's opportunity for others. And I know you mentioned Bailey Williams, but you know, last week we saw, saw Cohen Livingston um, go up against Darcy and um, uh, Jackson. And I thought he held his own. Yeah, look, there were some uh, areas of his game that he got beaten, but he just wanted to compete. And that's what we ask of our young Ruckman. So you got himself, you got Jamison. So we've got a few options there besides Bailey Williams. So we've got to look to um, how we manage that moving forward. 
Um, but once again, it's unfortunate for Flinny. Uh, we're all right behind him, but at the same time, it gives opportunity um, in the space that we're in now to develop our young rubs. Jared, thanks for your time. Uh, hopefully you have a great year and nice to speak with you once again. No, thanks for having me, gentlemen. Cheers. Jared Schofield, uh, Premiership player for Port Adelaide, assistant coach with the Eagles. And as we said, his resume is second. And hey, tomorrow we've got James Aish, Fremantle for Norwood Boy. He played in the Premiership when he was 16 to 17 for the Red Legs, a long way back. He did. So if you're wondering why we're speaking with the guys from WA, well, Port and the Crows take them on this weekend uh, in their preseason games. And then Port Adelaide takes on West Coast in round one. So that is why we've got a heavy focus on the Perth sides. And that was a great chat. So they just want to be competitive this year, which is a good point. They had big losses last year that they can't have again this season. He didn't snap at me, but he bristled when I said as Adam got the phone. It surprised me, given the fact that he was so frustrated on the bench last year and uh, so angry, but he, he only had half his side. Some of the sides they brought out here to Port Adelaide and the Crows, Tex Walker, 17 goals against them yes, last year. Yes, yep. Um, and they were playing kids. A bit like the Crows three years ago. Kids that yep. probably don't deserve a game. Elliot Yo was playing key position defender, and he's a inside mid-slash rebounding halfback flanker. So you're right, they were decimated by injuries. Well, here's a quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat, be alert, prepare this bushfire season. Very important to listen to this too. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings. Online with South Australian Country Fire Service. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update is thanks to new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. And Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers.